I'm annoyed. I'm concerned. I'm obsessed. I'm Tony. I'm Lena. And this is a gay. And his gal. And I never and, silenced my phone. And noises from your cell phone. <laughs> I just got a list of things from the supermarket that I'm I'm not going to the supermarket. Why did I get a list of supermarkets? <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, hey, everybody. I, hi. Welcome to episode 12. 12. Episode 2 of our Pride series. series. Yes. Um, today, our episode is about trans community. Mm-hmm. About the trans community. And we have, a, we have a guest today. Yes, we do. We have Michael. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> hi, hi, Michael. Michael. <laughs> How are you guys? I'm great. Good. I'd like to address that I'm wearing a clergy badge. Um, I was just ordained. Because... Way to make it about you right away. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm only, you know, trying to fit into the community as much as mm-hmm. I can. And this actually does fit in. This is not for nothing. Yes, I'm yes. marrying two lesbians oh. in a couple of weeks. Good. So I needed to get ordained. So if anyone needs... An ordained minister. Yeah, make that a little uh, freelance job for yourself. Yeah. Um, And I'm doing it the weekend of World Pride, and then I'm flying back Mm -hmm. for Pride. Yeah. Because we're doing it in Florida. So. Sweet. Yeah. So I just wanted to wear my badge, and I was really proud, because I'm like a really big ally, so. You are. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so I know Michael, because we crossed paths. I directed a little um, workshop production of lord of the flies and michael was a actor in that a great actor in that mm-hmm. um a and one. yeah <laughs> oddly enough i don't think i've crossed paths with another trans community member in my life that i well maybe here and there but yeah i don't know not that i know of that i know as well yeah. as you you know what i mean so yeah. i was excited where i was like <gasps> Oh my God, Michael! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Michael. I worked with Michael. I know Michael. Yeah. Um, so I have students yeah. who are transitioning. Oh, nice! But they're students, so there's not really. I don't know. Interpersonal it's, relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's appropriate for me to be like, no. "Hey, come on my podcast after English class." Yeah, come over to my house. <laughs> yeah, come to my house. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited that we have someone so open to talk to us about. Yeah. Your yeah. journey. Um, I guess can I ask the big question? Sure. Tell us your journey. Oh, <laughs> wow, we're diving, diving right in. Right. Well, I just, I feel like I'd like to, if you're okay with it, I'd love to hear from the begin, like what to you is the beginning of your journey and what to where you are now? Yeah. Well, for me, the beginning is actually, I was eight years old. Yeah. It was the summer after I turned eight. I, the way that I like realized I was mm. trans mm. is always funny to my friends when I tell them because it's the most anticlimactic thing on earth. I was literally just playing with these Bratz dolls okay, and a big like red truck. And I just started like, you know, pontificating about, mm. I was like, why do I hate Barbies? Like, why do I hate the color pink so much? And I realized it was because like, um, I didn't like the fact that they were meant for girls and that the reason people were shoving them in my face was because they thought I was a girl. Huh. And then I just sat there for a second on my bedroom floor and was like, that's a problem for another day and completely forgot about it until I was 12. <laughs> so I just shelved that conversation for yeah. four years. Yeah. And it wasn't like an inner turmoil thing for those four years. I was just not thinking about it. Okay. Until like 
puberty. Yeah. <laughs> and middle school. Yeah. And uh, that was a world in middle school because that was when I started like getting on Tumblr. Okay. And finding out that there was a queer community. Okay. Because I didn't know that a trans person could exist. I didn't know what the word transgender meant. Okay. Because um, I remember hearing that story about the man that got pregnant. When I was in elementary school, mm-hmm. yeah. I never realized I was a trans man. I yeah. just thought it was some weird, like, biological mystery. Mishap, yeah. yeah. And um, I remember I was on Tumblr. I was reading these stories of other people who were trans and started realizing that I identified really heavily with it. And when once I realized that I identified with that too, oh, that's where, <laughs> that's where the avalanche began. Yeah. I, um... At first, I wasn't entirely sure if I wanted to come out because I had absolutely no idea how my family would take it. Mm-hmm. I didn't okay. know if it'd be positive or negative. So what is... So, I'm sorry to yeah. pause you oh, for no, one second. Um, so what is that feeling that you are trans? Because, I mean, it's something different, I'm sure, than, you know, because trans is a, is a gender mm-hmm. issue instead of... Not issue, I don't know. Um, it deals with gender instead of what you're sexually attracted to Mm -hmm. so i know for me it was this thing of you know being gay it was oh i think i'm not attracted to girls i think i'm attracted to guys was there like steps that were happening that you were able to say hmm i don't know what 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 was that what was that click to realize that it was like things made sense because I was always pretty tomboyish. I hated dresses. I never wanted to do my hair. And the point that I realized I was trans, I was like, well, I can't go back now. Like now that I know this, mm-hmm. there's no possible way for me to go backwards and pretend like this isn't it. Like this isn't mm. um, the life that I want to live, that I should be living. Mm-hmm. And it was, that's the lowest mentally I've ever been just because I was in this point where I had so much self-knowledge and couldn't act on it mm. um, because of I was a 12 year old you that you yeah. have very little power when you're 12 yeah um, even on your own image and I just remember it being very very painful yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say that <clears throat> it's interesting that you had tumblr when that was happening you had an outlet yeah. that was there to maybe help explain things to you or at least just to see that they were there were others like you that were kind of going through the same thing because Tumblr is a little bit more recent. How old are you? I'm 20. You're 20? I had to think about yeah, that. We have, <laughs> yeah, we have, a, we have about an 11-year difference. So there was, yeah. there was no... Mm-mm. There wasn't much of an outlet. Yeah. You know? No. And I talk about that in the last episode that I yeah. wish there was more that mm-hmm. I could that I could have seen and heard that like, this is okay to be, you know, different. We're like clicking. Yeah. I'm not clicking. sure what's clicking. Um, <laughs> something's clicking. Um, but yeah, there wasn't anything to kind of, there wasn't an outlet like that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but that's great that you had that to help yeah. you with your process, you know? Yeah. Um, cool. And then what was the next step from there? Um, I started trying to like slowly masculinize my appearances. Oh, well actually before that, Mm-hmm. I tried to force myself deeper into the closet. I tried to over-feminize my appearance. I started buying mm. like oh. sundresses, really floral prints. I got highlights that looked awful. Oh. Um, my hair was actually like down to my thighs wow. um, at that point. And then 
that that was the lowest point I've ever been because I I was really shoving myself as deep down as possible. Yeah. I wasn't really talking to my family much and they just thought I was being a moody teenager, you know, mm. as teens are. Mm-hmm. And then um, I kind of reached a breaking point where I realized that if I kept going on, it would end very dangerously. Mm. And so I decided, okay, I need to go back the other way. Started wearing like bow ties and suspenders <laughs> yeah i feel like every trans guy has had a bow tie and vest phase oh. i've seen it or they love suspenders nice um which is interesting because kind of that's like the that's like the stereotypical like man or boy things yeah. you know what i mean there, there's kind of like an obsession with like vintage clothes um, <laughs> and but i was still like going out in the world as like with my legal name michelle mm-hmm. um okay. so no one really knew I chopped my hair to my shoulders and used the excuse that I was donating it. Um, okay. Which, you know, two birds with one stone. Yeah. Um, but then I remember I started eighth grade and I begged my parents to let me chop my hair really short, like kind of helmet hair, mm. like just below mm. my ear. And they refused. They, my dad was extremely against it. Um, mm. My mom, I remember we were, I was eating dinner. She was cooking and she said, um, but boys won't like you if you have your hair that short. Mm. Oh, wow. And this is like the one time I've ever put myself above romantic prospects. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care. I was the like, I don't time. give a damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think she saw that I really did not give a damn. She was like, okay, we'll go to the mall. We'll get your haircut. Don't tell your dad. Mm. And I remember when I came back home with my haircut and I was wearing a little bow tie and a cardigan. My dad did not speak to me for a full two weeks. Wow. He did not speak to me for two weeks. And I don't think they knew at this point. Um, in fact, a lot of people in my middle school were bullying me for being a lesbian, mm. which was oh. funny because they were bullying me for being the wrong type of gay. <laughs> can I? Yeah, yeah. Can I ask you what your sexual preference is? Um, I identify as gay. However, I have been attracted to various women in the past. Okay. Oh. I've had romantic encounters with various women in the past, but very rarely. Extremely rarely. Okay. Ninety nine percent of the time it's men, so I just okay. identify as gay because yeah. it's easier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that yeah. <clears throat> so when I was very like uneducated about like what transgender was and I was all I had was being gay. Mm-hmm. So the way which is you know, this is why I love that we're bringing light to everything because people only have what they know to gauge things on. So when I was out, but I didn't really know much about transgender or, you know, what, you know, the community goes through and what it is exactly, what made sense to me was that, I don't know if I mentioned this yet about, like, the whole scale thing. Like, I know there's, like, the Kin- Kinsley, Kinsley st- uh, Kinsey scale? scale? Kinsey scale. Yeah. So even before I knew that there was that was a real thing and there was a name to it, I knew from just like personal experiences that, you know, everybody because I've had like encounters with like guys that are, you know, obviously because I've had encounters with them attracted to guys, but, you know, also attracted to girls. So they, you know, choose to live a straight life and this and that. So I just started to learn and that's even like how I came to understand like bisexuality too, and that that's a very real thing. It's not just this misconception that no everybody that's bisexual is really gay, but they're like using bi to not really commit, which is like a stigma. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the way that I looked at it was that everybody's kind of some somewhere on this scale, and you know they can be 
mostly attracted to the same sex, but a little bit the opposite or vice versa or whatever. So I know that I land in somewhere that I'm not attracted to the opposite sex. It's solely the same sex. Um, and so what I put in my head that transgender was, is that that must be the far end of the scale where you are, um, I don't know, like so attracted to, and cause when I, before I knew anything, I, I yeah. only connected it with sexuality. Mm-hmm. So I thought that, okay, so it must be that, you know, I know I'm gay. I know that I'm at that far end of the scale. I guess it's just even further down that so much so that you feel like you are in the wrong body that you feel like you're so attracted to that opposite sex that you feel like you, you, you're so, you're so attracted to the same sex that you feel like you identify more with the opposite sex. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's what made sense to me. And then obviously I feel like the transgender community has come more into the light and, um, you know, with things like Caitlyn Jenner and all of Mm -hmm. this stuff and it's become, I guess not more mainstream, but it's been put out there a lot more Mm -hmm. where there's outlets to listen to things and listen to interviews and listen to people and understand it further. And then it finally, cause even when, you know, there was like Chaz Bono mm-hmm. and that was the first time I saw that a female transitioned to a male, but was still attracted to females. And when I first heard that, I remember being like, wait, what? That doesn't, that doesn't compute to me because again, I was only using what yeah. I what I knew, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so it's interesting to hear, you know, that those are two completely and as i know now those are two completely different things um yeah sorry i just put that out there but no so you are more attracted to guys than women yeah yeah totally okay was there any part in your process that you thought like oh i'm just gay absolutely um because of the fact that i started masculinizing my appearance when um, people started bullying me for being a lesbian mm-hmm. just based off my appearance. I was wondering if that might be it um, because um, I never really dated anyone in middle school like the other kids did. Yeah. And at that time, I was actually exploring my sexuality because I thought I might be bi because I had a massive crush on my best friend, Saray. Happy Aww. birthday, Saray. Happy <laughs> <laughs> birthday, Saray. We have a crush on you. Um, <laughs> I had a massive crush on my best friend, and so I was exploring my sexuality. Do and you I have thought, a crush on me? Oh, all the time. Okay, well, see, I, thank you for saying Don't that. we all. Yeah, because I really, I've been saying how much I'm in love with him, and he just doesn't ever come back this way. Go on. Thank you. No, but... Um, You're getting married mm-hmm. in like a month, so <laughs> just put well, that out there. Okay. <laughs> No, but um, my exploration of my sexuality led to mm-hmm. me wondering if that was it. And then I was like, no, I just have a massive friend crush on Saray. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. Um, I just realized that wasn't it because I was like, no, I love men an immense amount. Yeah. Um, every major crush I ever had was with a guy. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, my first ever crush on a guy, third grade, mm-hmm. he held hands with me in recess I found him on Grinder last week. Yes. Stop! <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I was like, oh, how the tables have turned. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys link? Is it, oh, I don't, I don't oh, know. No. <laughs> Did you link? Did you swipe right? Am I your grandmother? I don't know. I don't know. Tinder or Grinder? Grinder. And Grinder is what? You, you, you just Grinder is for... It's just free for all. They no. just all show up at once. You can message. But don't is you, that, a, is that for but gay? But you do, you do something though, right? You tap. You don't tap. Do you, you tap? You can tap them. Tap. 
Um, <gasps> so be like, ooh, Did you tap I think him? you're hot. Did I'll you tap him? He, he didn't age gracefully. Oh, <laughs> oh well, but you know what? what? That's karma. That's <laughs> all kinds of the universe. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. We don't need to say anyone's name. Jonathan. You know who you are. No, anyway, um, yeah, that was a point in my life where I thought it might just be mm-hmm. my sexuality, then quickly realized it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I remember I actually came out watching Glee, which is, mm. I feel Aww. like, the most stereotypical thing. I was watching Glee. No, no but, but Glee, I, that was the purpose, Glee, I think, of Glee. Yeah. Glee I at think... the beginning was very, like, prolific. Yeah, they, the beginning. They, and it, this was the early seasons. <laughs> at the yeah, and when, this was the early seasons. When Every, it had a mission. Yeah, yeah, everything with Kurt and everything. Oh, yeah. I remember a lot of um, that stuff was really poignant. Yeah. I remember I uh, first started watching it as a joke and then got so invested <laughs> yeah. in the gay plot lines. Yeah. Every yeah. show like that that I watch is always like, it's I'm just, it's a joke. I don't yeah. care about ten that. Seasons yeah, later. 10 seasons later, ten seasons. I haven't slept. Yeah. yeah. You have all the merch. Yeah. yeah. I like slowly tried like dipping my mom's toes into it to get her to watch it with yeah. me. I was always closer with her. Okay. And I remember it was the episode, I think it was either season two or season three. Where yeah. um, Karofsky, Kurt's bully, it turns out he's gay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's the episode where Blaine is singing Cough Syrup by Young the Giant. Uh-huh. And it's a montage in the beginning of the episode. And Karofsky is attempting suicide. Mm. And I saw that episode before my mom did. And I remember thinking like, oh, fuck, like I need to come out. Because that's uh, honestly, that was where I had been at that point last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, the year before. And um, we usually I would watch the episode on Tuesday um, when I get home from school, and then she and I would watch it together Saturday morning in her room. Mm. That's cute. Yeah, and so then that Saturday morning, I was like gearing myself up, and we saw the episode. I just started crying. Yeah. yeah. I started sobbing and going like, "Mom, I'm a guy. I'm not a girl. I don't mm-hmm. know what to do. I'm freaking out." Um, because honestly, at that point, I was fully prepared that my family was going to kick me out of the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was what I thought was going to happen because everything I ever read online was absolutely negative Mm. i had this article actually (laughs) that it said the there was some statistic that i think it said 92 percent of the lgbtq community has seen only negative um representations of themselves in media or online what have you or 92 percent of their representation has been yeah or it's like it's like yeah the weird taboo story because for me there was there wasn't a trans character on Glee yet. The, that one trans character on Degrassi didn't exist yet. Laverne Cox wasn't around. Caitlyn Jenner wasn't around. There was, it yeah. was like Chaz Bono and that's it. And yeah. I didn't even know Chaz Bono was trans until after I came out. Mm. <laughs> okay, um, so you had nothing. Yeah, I had nothing. Um, and then, um, and everything I read online on Tumblr, on other sites was people asking for money for like, because they were kicked down, they were homeless because mm. they came out. Can I ask you how old you were that Saturday? I was like, 13. You were thir- oh. I was 13. You were 13. You were a baby. It, was a, it was a month before I turned 14. I was looking into like homeless youth shelters. Oh, wow. God. Um, I was, I had a bag packed in my closet in case mm. anything went rogue. Thankfully, my, I was extremely fortunate for my parents to be as open as they were because every single friend that I had in high school who was queer in any way, shape, or form did not go well. I was mm. extremely fortunate that my mom, she just was did not know what to do. And she was like, do you want to go to therapy? You seem very upset. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, yes. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I started going to therapy, but then um, she told my brother and she told my dad, so I didn't actually come out to them. Hmm. And I just remember we had this first family therapy session three weeks in, and um, my therapist, Rosemary, 
made the mistake of telling me that I was her first trans patient. She mm-hmm. was very like, she thought I was depressed only because I was trans when they were very separate topics. Oh. And um, I just remember we had a family um, appointment where my parents came in. Yeah. And she was talking to my parents about how they should do some research to try and support me. My mm-hmm. mom was all about that because yeah. she was cool. very like anti-sexism. She was very feminist. And cool. so she was like, I want to learn more. Because she was, she told me, she was like, I always pray to God that like, he would give me my child because I would accept my kid if they were gay or whatever. And she's like, and he just threw me a curveball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I just remember my dad saying, um, but I thought therapy was supposed to fix this. Hmm. And while... Um, he he our, looked at therapy as a way for you to not be trans? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He looked at therapy as a way for... Because he... Um, looking back, we actually haven't talked about that, but talking to him now... Mm-hmm. Um, our relationship repaired immensely over the years. That's great. Mm-hmm. But that created a rift between us that I don't think can ever really be fixed. Mm-hmm. But okay. we're extremely close now. We hang out. We joke around. We love each other very deeply. But he calls me his son now. But That's great. Yes. Yeah, so there was a happy ending there. Very but, cool. Um, looking back, I've like talked with my mom about it, about everything. Actually, in the past few weeks, we've been talking about it mm. um, because I knew this episode was coming up. And... I, it was from this place of like my parents were terrified for what the world had in store for me. Yeah. Because they knew that my mom knew that even though she wanted to learn that most of the people in the world wouldn't. Yeah. And sh- they were both just terrified that I would be put through immense pain and they wanted to see if there was a way to reverse what was going on with me so that I wouldn't have to go through that. Okay. So while it hurt me deeply and it wasn't something I should have heard at that age, looking back now seven years later... I know that it came from a place of caring and love. Yeah. Yeah. And also a place of where I was saying this in the last episode, like Mm -hmm. sometimes we're really hard on ourselves for who we were, Mm -hmm. you know, things that we did in the past, but who we were is not who we are now. And I think that with time and with age and with a lot of mistakes, you learn that there's there is forgiveness and forgiveness is not what you did is okay forgiveness is what you did is not okay but i'm accepting you to still be a part of my life and i think that you found it sounds like you found forgiveness with your dad in the terms of it's not okay what you said but i accept you as you are and mm-hmm. in my life yeah. and I, and that's beautiful it's really hard to do so yeah. Congratulations on doing that because that's insane. Like I, I have yet to forgive a lot of people, so that's amazing. Yeah, especially when it's about like your identity. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Like, heart. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of stuff that you know when you know people don't even know that something is offensive and. Yeah, and, like, and I'm not trying to defend dad or minimize your feelings at all. It just dad maybe just at that moment didn't know better yeah no of course my parents like didn't my mom knew what being trans was my dad didn't really of course Um, yeah and so i know like looking back that it was just because he didn't know because as my mom researched more she became like the ultimate ally yeah oh my god that's so fun this week she asked me if because i used to have this massive rainbow flag and if she could hang it outside of our house Uh, bless yeah Yeah, Uh, I i had that too yeah yeah, oh like, that's cool yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I love that. She became such an ally that she fully dragged me for my silhouette concept because I'm going to Pride and Drag. Oh, (laughs) my God, so fun. But that's how much of an ally is that she does not hesitate (laughs) to drag me for my silhouette. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Can um, can I ask you, you said really quickly that there's a difference between depression and you being trans. Can you talk about that? Because I think that there's a lot of people um, in the closet for for whether they're gay, whether they're whatever they need mm-hmm. to come out as to whoever they need to come out to. And I, I think a lot of the depression stems from their identity being a secret. Mm-hmm. But I, I love that you said that, that those two are not one in the same. Yeah. I think that's really important because I suffer from depression and I suffer from anxiety and I'm a straight woman. And so I can identify depression and, and anxiety as their own things. And I completely can understand how that's not just because you're trans now you have depression and I don't know so yeah. I, can you elaborate on that yeah so um the the moment that I because I initially thought the same thing until my therapist said it to my face okay and I was like oh no 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 wait no that's actually not it she thought that I was depressed simply because I identified as trans and that if I happened to be born as a cis male that I wouldn't be depressed which wasn't the case. Um, I still, um, not suffer, I still live with depression. Good, Mm -hmm. yeah, good Um, word. Good good word choice. Good for you. you. Good for you. (laughs) Um, I still um, live with depression, even though I'm out and proud. Most people in my life know that I'm trans, but I still have depression just because it's with me. Yeah. And um, so that just goes to show it doesn't, it isn't because I'm trans, because there's plenty of people who are depressed who aren't trans. Um, but it was the worst it's ever been before I came out because of the fact that I was closeted. It was, um, a trigger. Yeah, it was because of the fact that I was, it's like, even if you erase the transness part of the identity, if you were just a person who was holding down 80% of your identity and trying to force yourself to be the opposite, Mm -hmm. that's going to cause some trauma. Yeah. Just putting that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I I like that you said that. I think that's really important that you yeah. made that distinction and that you don't say suffer and that you say yeah. live with. Yeah. I, I need to do that. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> Sweet. I have, I mean, I think we both have a bunch yeah. of like, different kind of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, okay. So there's like a big stigma with the trans community and this is like why I wanted to bring you on that like a lot of things can't be asked, Mm -hmm. you know, I know one of the main things is like the pre-op post-op kind of question and things like that. Um, What do you have to say about like the stigmas and what is okay to ask and what's not okay to ask? And yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I think every trans person has different thresholds, just like people do have different thresholds about their personal life. Mm-hmm. Some people are more guarded. Some people are more open. I'm the 100% open book. Yeah. Mo- a lot of my trans friends are kind of 50-50 on um, telling people information. Mm-hmm. But what I've realized is the most universal rule when it comes to asking trans people questions is if you don't want to ask you, then don't ask them. Or if it has something to do with um, sex, genitals, the bathroom, then why are you asking them? Because that's not your business. Hmm. like if you don't have any if it doesn't involve you then you shouldn't ask or if you're not very close with them Hmm. like i have no issue with um people who are close to me or people who know me pretty well um 
asking me if I'm pre or post op. Okay. Or um, someone who's like romantically or sexually involved with me asking that. Yeah. Because that's something that's kind of your business. Yeah. Um. Because I remember when I got out to a ton of people in my high school, there was a moment where I got cornered by a ton of guys in the dressing room that were just throwing questions at me. And it's something that is... You were using the the boys' The boys' dressing room? room for a musical. That's an extremely long story. Um, but good for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. Good I for was, you. Yeah. No, it's because I was... Um, I was stealth, which is um, term of the day. Stealth yeah. is mm-hmm. in the trans community what we use when someone is out and living in the uh, gender that they identify as, okay. but people don't know that they're trans. Okay. Oh. So that's called stealth. stealth. Wow. Um, so I was stealth in high school, or so I thought I was, um, until I was like doing a musical. I'd been using the guy's dressing room and okay. things were normal. I ended up finding out that um, a ton of people from my middle school had outed me to others. One of my teachers had outed me to four of her classes. Oh my God. Yeah. And as soon as it was like confirmed because of my reaction to finding that out, I was, um, it happened in the middle of a rehearsal that everyone like confirmed it. I had gotten cornered in the guy's dressing room by a ton of people asking me, what type of underwear do you use? Um, how do you use the bathroom? How do you have sex? Like, oh. like, does anyone even want to fuck you? Like, things like that. Mm. And these are guys that I'd been changing next to for the past week because it was tech week. Holy shit. And I thankfully, there was, like, one senior who was like, you guys need to fucking stop. Okay. Yeah. And, um, but it's... I, I faced an extreme version of those personal questions because there's so many people and I was getting cornered. Yeah. But um, trans people still experience that even when it's just one person. You feel cornered. Like, your privacy is being infringed upon if someone yeah. asks you, like, wait, you're trans? Then, like, how do you have sex? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not something you would ask a regu- not regular person, a cis person. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's usually the rule of thumb is just don't ask questions about sex, genitals, uh surgery unless you're very close with the person Mm -hmm. and think that you might be able to ask that without repercussion yeah is that like i mean i would imagine once i mean i don't know i don't know what's right or wrong but once you begin maybe like going on a dates or starting a relationship with them is that something that's kind of discussed pretty um early on in that situation because yeah, yeah I, um, most trans people tend to be very upfront with the fact that they're trans and yeah. whether they're pre-op or post-op, and if they're engaging in a relationship yeah. with somebody, yeah, or if like even on Tinder dating apps, you'll see most trans people put that they're trans in their bio, mm. and sadly, it's not really from a place of wanting to be open; it's from a place of wanting to be safe, because yeah. there's been a lot of cases where trans people all over the world in the country where they'll start will go they'll go on a date with someone and the person will find out that they're trans okay and then they will either beat the living hell out of or kill mm. said person yeah. yeah yeah and so that's part of why i'm so 100 percent open yeah. yeah a lot of it is out of fear that like yeah. if otherwise i could be blamed for it yeah i yeah. guess as like a straight woman if i went on a date with you and we didn't talk about it and i found out later you know i think and I think because we can be completely honest with each other, I would be shocked, right? Obviously, I would never beat the living hell out of anyone, you <laughs> mm-hmm. know. And I, I think I would have to, I would have to cons- like think about it, you know. And I'd have to consider a relationship with someone on those terms because it would be new to me. And yeah. and I think I, I don't. And you can tell me if if you think differently. I think that's fair. I yeah. think it's fair to consider that. And yeah. I, 
I, I'm someone who thinks that you only talk about things when you're ready and if you can and things like that. So if we had gone on dates and you didn't tell me immediately and then I found out a little later, personally, I wouldn't be angry or anything mm-hmm. like that. I, I think that show that would show me um, how beautiful it is to fall in love with a person and not a, a, a genital, yeah. you know, thing. Mm-hmm. I think that would be so beautiful. Yeah. I, some of them, one of the most beautiful stories I've heard recently is, um, two girls falling in love with each other. And one girl was very, very gay all her life. And the other one has been very, very straight all her life. And they fell in love with each other. And that has given me like the biggest high on life because it's people falling in love with people. So I hope that people stop doing that nonsense of like beating each other up yeah. because because they didn't know something. A, I don't understand a, that. The, that's such like a personal thing. Yeah. That is, that, it's a projection of their own insecurity. insecurity. Yeah. The way, um, the like cases that most like terrify me are when it's usually a trans woman because it's um, not easier, but more, I guess, medically accessible to get a uh, top and bottom surgery um, because for trans men to get a penis if you would like one it's very it's very difficult it's extremely risky and dangerous mm. and really? a lot and sometimes it doesn't even function so yeah. a lot of trans men opt to not get bottom surgery yeah but for trans women it's much easier yeah um to get a vaginoplasty mm-hmm. i think is the word a retoidioplasty um and so there's been a lot of cases where a straight man will have sex with a trans woman who is post-op top and bottom surgery, and then afterwards they find out. Wow. And then they, they go and kill I also them. don't know, yeah. like, they, I mean, this is very, like, blunt, like, just questions that are coming from not yeah. knowing, but I'm, I'm assuming that the surgeries are done well enough that... Yeah. You can't tell. Couture coochie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yay! I want a couture coochie. Come on. No, yeah, they're, yeah. Um, from what I've heard, they're done extremely well. It's very realistic um, in usage, both sexually and in terms of just using the bathroom. Yeah. And mm. so, like, someone who's engaging in sexual relations with a post op trans woman um, wouldn't know unless they told them. Wow. Um, that's, that's so yeah. crazy. Yeah. So that's it's crazy how even like yeah. even if they are attracted to the set of genitals they have, just the knowledge that at some point they didn't have that set of genitals can set someone off. Yeah. Is pretty crazy. And yeah. I it again, it just further and forget them getting set off, but the fact that a straight man can get to a place where he's having sex with a trans woman and maybe even falling in love with a trans woman, not knowing that they're a trans woman. It just furthers this idea of that, like people just fall in love with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, Tony and I were talking about how, what if we didn't have all these binaries, girl, boy, mm-hmm. you know, gay, straight, blah, all this like black, white, all that kind of stuff. Like who would we be? Yeah. And what, what would this, what would this world be? And it would be so, Oh my God. It would, I don't, Yeah. I mean, I ask all the time if, like there was nothing, uh, I don't know if being part of the LGBT community was n- didn't wasn't come, like didn't, a thing. Didn't yeah, didn't come along with anything. If people just were like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, I'm gay. The norm. I'm, I'm straight. Like, yeah. I'm trans. Like if or it like, was just, there, what if there wasn't even a name for it because it's that normal? Yeah, that you yeah. don't have to say gay straight. You just are. Yeah. It's yeah. like if 
it's like if we had a word for someone who only dated someone of the same race or only dated people of other races and not their own. Mm. Right. Yeah. It's similar in that respect where it's like <laughs> someone true. who has the same or different biological aspects than yours. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. I know that there's this huge debate and there usually has always has been this huge debate of um, is it transphobic to say that you would never date a trans person? Hmm. And that's a really tricky and gray area because I I think it is only if you word it in the way that you say I would never date a trans person mm-hmm. because that's kind of false. Um, because mm-hmm. there's yeah. cases where like there's trans people who are post-op and if they never told you, you would never know and you would have no issue dating them. Um, sometimes you never know. You'll just fall in love with someone who's trans. Um, h- however there are like people just have sexual preferences for like body types and stuff and that stuff also applies to genitals um i know especially in the gay male community is very dick centric Mm -hmm. um Mm. which has hindered my romantic prospects (laughs) greatly um it's very dick centric so there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, stigma behind behind saying that you wouldn't want to have sex with a trans person. You wouldn't want to date a trans person. Mm-hmm. I don't really have an issue um, if people say like, um, oh, like, I don't know if I'm sexually attracted to like, you know, this set of genitals. The reason why most people say I would never date someone who's trans is because they assume every trans person is pre-op. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Or they assume that just because a trans person has that set of genitals that they would never be attracted to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, the world is a gray area. Yeah. Um, nothing is as it seems. It's very, I guess, ignorant to say that you would 100% know that you would never have feelings for someone who's trans. Okay. Yeah. And like yeah. the dick centric thing, like, <laughs> I know this is crazy, but like, aren't we, ha- I mean, we have dildos. We have, mm-hmm. we strap-ons. have, yeah, we have strap on. Oh my God. There is this. <laughs> Tell me, tell me everything. So there is this type of strap on that exists. Okay. That like. Oh my gosh. Tell me. Because okay, TMI, TMI. (laughs) But when getting really excited by your emotions. TMI. But when trans men go on T. This um, might be the way to Tony's heart for me. So tell me everything. What is referred to as the clitoris? A lot of trans men refer to as their dick or their growth because when you go on T, it gets bigger. Okay. And there is this strap on. That has an attachment that kind of like sucks on it. Yeah. <laughs> While it is oh, also wow. a like strap on dildo. Okay. And <laughs> if you squeeze the balls, it will come. What? Run. So like you can fully f- like fuck someone. Wait, what? And come inside them. What? Without come? actually having a penis. Like it's a fluid. It's like a lube. Oh. It's like a lube. So you got to fill it? Yeah, with like a <laughs> syringe beforehand. No yeah. way. And apparently there's like a bionic one being created that my friend told me about that like as Gross. it's being Gross. touched, it would feel as if it's actually yours. Wow. Stop. Sex toys are evolving. Um, Stop it. But like, exactly. Like if you have a preference <laughs> for genitals, your significant other can get a strap on. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like. I don't, it's not that crazy to, yeah. like, uh, if you don't have it, we can buy it. Like, yeah. I, yeah. it's not, yeah. like. Yeah, that's true. I mean, all three guys that I've had um, romantic slash sexual encounters with um, didn't realize I was trans when they first, like, were attracted to me. Mm-hmm. But then I made it apparent very early on. Yeah. And all of them were, like, 100% gay. 
So they identified no issue with. They it. identified yeah. as gay men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Were attracted, had a thing with you. Yeah. And then when they figured out, obviously, the situation, Mm -hmm. they were okay having, like, sex with you, how I would have sex with someone. Yeah. Like, even my first boyfriend was actually one of the people that said, I would never date a trans person. Oh, and hello, and then, boyfriend. And then, and then they met you. They, yeah, that was actually like we were friends. And he said, then six months later, we were dating. And then my second boyfriend was like, oh, I used to consider myself the type of person, but I don't know. Yeah. Then we dated. Yeah. <laughs> you got that wow. charm, boy. Yeah. And then the third person that I like, um, I guess had, we never dated, but um, we like had, had sex on and off. They were... Um, he, he had never had, he'd only had sex with people with penises. Mm-hmm. And so he, we oh. had a whole, this was the one person I ever had like a full extent of conversation yeah. with what that means yeah. and like, um, like what terminology he should use to refer to my body, which is another really important thing that a lot of people don't think about is how, cause yeah. like a lot of um, people who are trans are insecure about referring to it the same way that someone who is cis is. Yeah. Like a trans guy wouldn't really say boobs or vagina because it's like, those are associated so much with femininity right. that it's just like triggering and it mm. creates insecurity. So we just, I use, I say like chest. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, when I'm just referring to it casually, I say my crotch, people refer to the clitoris as growth or dick or stuff like that. Huh. huh. Yeah. That's so interesting. <laughs> we're, like a, yeah. we're like a chorus of we, like, mm, yeah. We Sex know. 101. Yeah. Seriously no, though, like I yeah. know nothing. Yeah, and now I, I think feel a little. This stuff is so. I in, feel like I'm too old to know nothing. I, I thank yeah. God, thank I, God you're here. <laughs> no, since oh. I was in high school, I've been like the person that's like, let me educate you, please. Yeah, no, oh, I'm yeah. gonna be because I was like the yeah. only trans person at my high school at first when I was outed. Oh so like, yeah. God! But by the time I was graduating, our GSA had like. 20 kids who fell under transgender nonconformity. Wow, cool. They were all my babies, my children. Awesome. Um, I had friends who I knew since I was little, went through elementary, middle school, and high school with that I knew throughout this entire process, and they didn't come out as trans until after we graduated high school. Wow. Um, And so it's like really interesting that, um, like, I, as soon as I heard that trans was a thing, I was like, I'm out, that's it. Some Mm. people. Um, learned a little bit about it and then came out and some people went their whole life hmm. knowing people who were trans yeah. and then waited that long to come out. Yeah. Which is really interesting. So Can interesting. I ask you about your feelings on the fact that like you would have sex like I do and mm-hmm. like not like he does? Does that make you feel any kind of way or are you cool? Are what, you to a, talk about it? Like the actual feeling oh. when you have, you know, because you... You identify as man, mm-hmm. right? But your body does not allow you to have sex with a penis, like your own yeah. penis, right? Uh, that maybe like um um. Just correct mm-hmm. me if I say anything stupid. No, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so, like, do you have any feelings about about that? Like, does that make you feel anything? Like, um, I used to. Okay. I used to, especially mostly with my chest, um. I used to like have to wear a shirt every time I had sex yeah, or like do it with the lights off. Um, but after I went on hormones, I became much more comfortable with my entire body as my voice changed. My, um, 
fat deposits and muscles changed everywhere and my overall silhouette became more masculine i became more confident in my body as a whole okay so and all the parts that came with it just became more okay in my mind okay Mm. how is Um, how is that process as well like going on hormones yeah what does it do to your body and um it does a lot um depending um which types of hormones you're going on like since i'm going on testosterone uh my bones get more dense um Parts of your face, like your jaw, will get wider. Mm. Um, you'll lose fat in your cheeks, in your thighs, in your um, upper body. You'll gain muscle in your upper body, in your arms, and in your legs. And so it's a lot of like losing fat and gaining muscle. I may so need I, to take a nibble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I gained 15 pounds from muscle weight in my first year on T. Oh, I may need a little bit of that. Yeah, I gained 15 pounds of muscle weight. But I lost my ass. Oh, <laughs> I had a juicy really? ass before I was on T. But no she's gone. If you were to like <laughs> really hit the gym... Could you, you could plump Probably. it up. You could, it just, now it's it takes still kind work. of there. Yeah. Now it's okay. okay. How about you give me a little nibble yeah. of your tea, <laughs> right? And I'll give you some of my ass. Shot. And then we'll, you know, a little tip for tap. A trade. little fat transfer yeah. between the two of us. Yes. Oh my God. Please God. No, yeah. Oh, I'll um, give anything for that. It changes like um, your voice. I think the way it does that is it makes the vocal cords thicker. I'm not entirely sure on the science wow. of it. Um so more, it's significantly, more facial hair, more body hair. Yeah. It's is your voice significantly deeper? Oh my god. Yeah. I I think I have a video from before I was on T of like you can hear my laugh and it is so high. Wow. And like and like I recently had like a kind of mini high school reunion with some of the theater kids mm-hmm. who they only haven't seen me in like a year and a half. And they were like, what the fuck happened to your voice? Cause coming up in October, I'll be three years on T. Wow. Oh. Yeah. So do you have to take that forever or yeah, cut, yeah. forever uh, and every day it's an everyday uh, oh thing. no 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 and if you because there's different forms there's a gel which you put on your skin every single day that's too annoying and expensive mm. so i get it injected every two weeks into my thigh so you okay. go to a place to do it or can you do it yourself um they you, at first you have to do it at a place and then they show you how to do it and then after six months you can do it on your own so i do it on my own at home cool and I mm. just get all of my medication, all my needles and syringes, and do it on my own. Wow. And I'm terrified of needles. But you do it. <laughs> but I do it. But you do it. Yeah. I do it. it takes me half an hour every time, but I do it. Wow. Um, yeah. And some of the changes are irreversible. So even if I went off tea, um, I would stop growing facial hair. Like, okay. what would grow out would grow out, and then that's it. Um, and my body hair, the same thing would happen as with the facial hair. Yeah. My voice would stay the same. Um, really? Yeah. I would, I would start menstruating again, though. Oh. Um, my fat deposits would change back though. Oh God. Yeah. You got rid of all the stuff we yeah. don't, we don't really need. I don't yeah, know. No, it's you a know lot. I mean? <laughs> a mini bio class as well. No, <laughs> no I think it's, I think wow. it's so interesting. Let me dip into my questions the other day now. Yeah. I have some too. Oh, I have it um, here. Um, okay. So what do you feel about, I mean, this is, this might not be only a trans question, but you know, the trans community deals very much with like gender labels and um, you know, he, she, and now I feel like more recently and more than ever, a lot more um, like I identifications are emerging. I think like he, she, some people want to refer to themselves as like Z. Yeah. It, right. It. Yeah. Z easier. And um, some people use they. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so what do you feel about that? Especially to the point that I, 
I know I, I keep on using stigma a lot today, but there is a stigma that, and I feel like there's a little bit of a truth to it that some of it is abused to people that really are going through a lot of changes like you that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, has fought very hard and has gone through a lot to be a he. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's somebody that wakes up and is like, you know what? I'm yeah. Like gender fluid. I'm gender fluid. I'm this. I'm like, what, how do you feel about these things? Yeah, that's actually a huge issue within the trans community where there's people, there's a word called true scum. It's for, it's true scum. And I don't know if these people use it themselves, but it's a word that trans people use for trans people who are like, you're only trans if you're dysphoric about your body or if you want to have surgery or if you hate your genitals. Like you're only trans if you want to change your body. Mm. And I don't believe that. I I did for a little bit when I was younger. But I don't believe that just because I've reached a point after hormones where I'm like, I'd be completely fine never getting bottom surgery. Okay. Um, emotionally, I'd be fine with it. Well, because you said it's also really yeah. dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. And it's also like, no, like even if it was very safe, I'd, I'd live. I'd be fine with it if yeah. I never got it. And it's just because genitals do not equal sex. And as much as trans people say that, there are people within the community who argue against it. Yeah. yeah. And I remember... Um, the first time I met someone who was trans, but not in the binary sense, was I went to the summer camp. Not the summer camp. It was like a one week in the middle of winter camp for gays. Okay. Okay. All all queer kids cool. in little cabins in the woods. And oh. we had panels and like support groups. And brunch panels. on Sunday. Yes. We Mimosas. Had, yeah. And, um, drag brunch. Right. There was actually a drag panel. But um, yes. they, um, I, want to say I, I met someone who identified as they, them. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I've heard about it. Hmm. And it confused me a lot. Um, up until recent years, like meeting more and more people who identify as gender fluid or gender non-conforming, non-binary, yeah. agender. Um, and it's just easier to accept and understand when you remember that gender is completely made up. Mm-hmm. The rules don't exist. Right. Yeah. Because the, it's theory. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's theory. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There really are no rules. And uh, these people do have their own type of dysphoria when it comes to um, names and pronouns. When people refer to them a certain way, there is a visceral reaction in their soul. Aww. And I don't, I don't want to speak for anybody, but from what I've heard from friends and acquaintances and other people I've met, it's similar. The experiences when it comes to pronouns and labels, mm. um, that they have this response to people using the wrong pronouns. And sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with their expression or how they dress or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just simply their identity. And um, but <laughs> along with that. There are people online that they're like, I identify as dragon self. And I'm like, oh, I, I'm like, that's where you lost me. Or they're like, Wait, I identify dragon. as a as a as a fairy. And uh, I'm like, me too, sis. You're not special. I mean, me yeah. too. I'm also yeah. gay. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Wait, what's self? Wait, drag? And- no, no, like literally a Like a dragon? dragon? Oh, it's, it's like dragon. it's mostly furries doing it. It's mostly furries. What's doing a furry? It. A furry, oh, <laughs> um, this is a good. piece of internet lore. A furry is someone who will dress up in this like cartoonish anime <laughs> um, animal okay. style sure. costume, like Great. full body costume. And they're like sexually attracted to people who wear these costumes and they watch like animated porn of like animals oh. fucking. And they'll like have mm. these conventions where they're all in these costumes <laughs> and like 
that like having sex in furry speak is called yiffing. <laughs> I'm sad that I know as much about this as I do. But remember, I'm I spent a lot of time I on Tumblr. Don't know about this. <laughs> I'm sad that I know yiff. I'm sad that I'm not giffing. 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 <laughs> what? Giffing. It's with a Y. No, but. What? What? What am I saying? Yiffing? Giffing. Giffing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your fiance to grab a furry costume Listen, for Sean. Listen, I want to be yiffing. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, but um, it's a lot of like furries, so it's like it's like a sexual fetish for them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then they'll be like, I identify as a dragon or as a, a unicorn or a horse. Because and they're like, I'm dragon self. Because that's their costume. Yeah, and that's their costume, and they'll be like, I identify as that because um, furry culture. Because it's usually furries I see doing this, which is why I'm only talking about furries. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, where furry culture is this kind of thing that is so stigmatized and it's so like laughed at and very cringy that like um it it kind of alienates them from other people so Mm -hmm. it becomes an identity in and of itself Mm -hmm. um being a furry so i feel like a lot of times the line gets blurred especially with the perception of trans people like a lot of times trans people have to overperform the gender that they identify as to be validated. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of people see that and think that being trans is just the performance of another gender. And so I feel like some people will see that and be like, oh, because I want to do this thing so badly, it must be the same thing. When they might not have the same emotional response. I could be wrong, but that's my conspiracy theory on it. But I feel like also furries would, I feel like gender and sexuality would like mm-hmm. the lines would blur a little bit because well, they're yeah, sexually. A lot of are queer. Because there's a lot of are queer. But when when is it a kink and when is it an identity? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's the age old question. I'm a like I'm a furry like like Matt. You want to go put on a furry costume and fuck me? Sure. Yeah. Now I'm a furry. Like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like is that all it takes? Is that all it? Is? No, and I'm sure the community is gonna come at me now and be like, "That's not what it takes." And like, I and I respect you, and yeah. I I love you. Nothing gets furries. My little furries, all but love. but I I do have that question of when is it a kink and when is it an identity? And I don't know if you feel comfortable answering, but like, do you feel like furries are kind of stepping on a little on that line a little bit? Where like, guys. Yeah. It's a, like the furry aspect is your kink. Yeah. Your <clears throat> identity is number one, what gender do you identify mm-hmm. as? And then two, now what's your sexual preference? Like there, yeah. all, all, there's different categories yeah. here. Yeah. So to lump that in there and be like, well, I'm a furry. It's yeah. like, oh, well. Yeah, eh. I feel like it takes away from, like I said, the, the main question at the beginning was, you know, do you feel like since you fought so hard to be, you know, be called he. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of these yeah. crazy things, or I don't know if I want to say crazy, but there's a lot of these out there kind of <sighs> and it gets lumped identities yeah. that I just feel like you went through so much to properly be called he that then somebody can just be like, yeah, but I'm this. But then it like is a furry. Does a furry have to go to Walmart like a furry and you go to Walmart and, you know, people might see you as, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, like the way you present yourself may, may confuse someone. Yeah. Right. But a furry can take the costume off and not yeah. be confusing where, so. Yeah. Cause the thing, I, I agree that like, I feel like they're 
infringing on the trans community. Oh my god, I I could get shot for saying that. But um, yeah, well, um, um, the, three, the three of us. Yeah. But it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. There's nothing that you're saying that. No, it's just so an we, have to, we have to it's speak our truth here. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like it comes from the fact that I know people um that identify as gender fluid or gender non-conforming, um, <clears throat> or non-binary that um at one point were part of the furry community. And or like had these um, quote unquote weird identities just for lack of a better word. Okay. Um, like the furry community or otherwise that um, eventually um, realized that like, oh, it's not that like I identified as a fairy or as a dragon. It's just that I didn't realize that being non-binary or gender conforming was an actual thing mm. and was an option. I just knew I didn't identify as a man or a woman. Okay. Mm. Oh, yeah, that, and, yeah. That, and makes, yeah. that I get. And so it could be something like that where it's, um, they don't well, identify like, as a man or a woman and they're like, using a different word for it. But it's, it's like that meme where the guy's like, on all levels except physical, I am a wolf, a wolf. And he's like barking and stuff. Yeah. And he identifies as wolf self. And, I feel like it's one of those things where they don't identify as male or female, but obviously homo sapiens, we are all human beings and there's no biological way for us to be an animal Mm. in, in instinctual form in biological form in metaphysical form Mm -hmm. at all. So it's, it's not the kind of thing where you'd be able to transition because it's as a species as a whole, not a single person Mm -hmm. could do that. Whereas like with trans people, like we can like yeah. it's possible there are men and women yeah. and people in between that exist. Yeah. Um yeah. Oi. Oi. Oi, getting deep. My yeah. yeah. Oh, you want some of mine? Oh, sure. Um <laughs> Well, I would say what is the best thing about being a trans man? Oh. God, I don't because I feel like you're always asked, what's the worst? What's your biggest yeah. fears? So tell me, what is the best thing about being you? Um, being the Aquarius that I am. <laughs> yes. Having okay. the power to confuse the shit out of people. Okay. Um, because there was a point in time where like when I just started tea, where I was fully androgynous. Mm. And like I would go out public and people could not tell mm-hmm. if yeah. I was a man or a woman. Um also, still, because, like, my mannerisms are kind of femme. I wear makeup. I paint my nails. Um, yeah. I'm going to Pride and Drag. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask about that. So answer your question. Yeah, answer have, this question. Like, then. I have white hips and stuff. I've gone to parties. I'm fu- fully cross-dressed as, like, a sorority girl and stuff. Like, fake, because, mm. like, I was just going to the parties in drag. Yeah. But this was before I, like, knew drag drag makeup, so it looked very convincing. Sure. I looked <laughs> very fish. Yeah. And people just thought I was this girl at the party that they didn't know. <laughs> My big in the acting program didn't... I talked to her for two minutes. She had no idea who I was. And so it's the thing where you can... I'm just so... Like a chameleon. (laughs) It makes me so happy knowing that I can confuse the hell out of everyone. Yeah, It's very fun when I can do that. Um, But that's because I've been able to get to that point where I'm comfortable enough in myself to be able to play around like that. Cool. Um, Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so with you saying that you are going to Pride and Drag Mm -hmm. and you're, you know kind of playing with the femme stuff a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, Yeah, tell me about that because, again, I feel like a big preconceived notion within the trans community is you want to do anything in your power to be as believable as a male or a female. Mm -hmm. So now that you are having fun and playing with femme stuff, um, I don't know. Tell me about that. 
um, it's taken a really, really long time for me to get to the point where I'm like comfortable doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, because I remember when I was in high school and I was, I never had to come out as a gay man. I just came out as trans and everyone knew I already liked men. So I was just gay. Mm. And a bunch of people I knew came out as gay my sophomore year and we formed a squad. Mm. <laughs> um, there was like some of us, some of the guys were very, very masked. They were, they were very masked and they were kind of like, I hate femme gays. Mm-hmm. And the two of them were very femme. Yeah. And um, they were like super into drag race. It's very, very like, ka 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 ka. And I was somewhere in the middle because of the fact that I had just come out. I didn't really have a fashion sense. I didn't have a sense of like, what I'm interested in, in terms of queerness, or mm-hmm. how to talk, or how to move and stuff. So yeah. I was like, what am I? Mm. And for a while, I was like, I'm masked. <laughs> okay. And I was like, my friend tried to get me in drag race. I was like, I'm not interested. I hate femmes. Mm. Oh, okay. Being the gross gremlin that I was. <laughs> oh, stop. Yeah, I was like, No, I but there's a femmes. lot of, like, exploration there. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, yourself. It, it was negative because I was, like, putting down femme gays. It was not cute. Um mm-hmm. And which a lot of cis gay men do. But, um, Mm -hmm. and then I ended up realizing that, like, oh, like, I hate sports and Mm -hmm. all of that. I'm not very masked at all. I kind of miss painting my nails. Um, and then I started, like, very slowly, um, incorporating more femme stuff. Started, like, doing stereotypically feminine things, like, getting into, like, sewing and stuff. I, Mm -hmm. um, would watch makeup tutorials but didn't learn until the past few years. Mm -hmm. And then I remember my senior year of high school, I was in a theater department where we'd spend two and a half hours a day doing theater for four years every day. Wow. And my senior year, we were doing um, the Scottish play, Big Ben. Mm -hmm. Mm. And we had three guys in our class of 16 people. And so we were like, we have to flip the genders. Like, there's no way we can do You can't do it all, Yeah. yeah. And so we didn't flip the genders of the characters, just the actors. So it was female actors playing male roles and male actors playing female roles. Mm-hmm. Um, it, no, it was actually four men. Three played the witches, and I was Lady M. Mm. Cool. And, thank you. And um, the witches had fairly, like, they were just cloaked in fabric. Okay. So it wasn't anything really feminine about their appearance. The women were wearing, like, very militaristic male costumes. And Lady M is a queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with our theater school budget, um, <laughs> we had this, like thrown together kind of feminine costume kind of masculine goth post-apocalyptic futuristic robot space thing going on and it was this leather pants um thigh high leather boots with heels (gasps) um velvet leotard with like a massive flowing like drapey cape hood thing oh and i had like a ton of makeup on my hair was done and that was the first time i ever really like technically cross-dressed yeah yeah because i mean even before i came out i was i i was cross-dressing but because i wasn't out i don't know if i consider it that it's weird yeah, uh, complicated. yeah. but yeah. this is the first time i've cross-dressed after being out okay yeah it's surprisingly extremely easy just because i went 14 years of my life before i came out um being forced to live through the world as a girl yeah and having to move through the world as a girl and like and so I swayed my hips with my walk. I have very feminine mannerisms because up until I was 14, that right. was just what I did. All my friends were girls. And so it was something that was extremely easy to fall into performance-wise. Mm. And then um, in the past few years, being in college and stuff, um, actually for one of my scenes for class this year, we were doing Three Sisters, and I realized that I couldn't move on stage because I had to portray this like image of a very masculine man so I wouldn't move because I know I'm femme. 
And then she was like, okay, we're gender swapping your character if that's cool with you. Mm. Um, it was something we talked about in meetings, so it was totally consensual. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did Andre from Three Sisters as Andrea. Mm. And I was doing a female costume and everything. Mm. And it, I realized that in a performance aspect, I have no issue doing femininity. Mm. Um, and I have no issue um, using like she and girl or whatever and like queen um, when it's clear that it's for performance. Right. Mm-hmm. The only time I, it would ever be an issue with me would be, say, if I were working on a show and a director um, referred to me with those terms and those pronouns out of character. As yeah. the actor. Yeah, right. as the actor. That's the only time I would have an issue with it. Yeah, of course. Um, so, like, the costumes, hair, nothing has an issue with me. And I got into Drag Race in the past two years, and it fascinates me. I love drag, the whole transformation aspect of it. I did a whole... 20-minute PowerPoint presentation for my <laughs> classes about the history of drag. Cool. Like, the whole ball yeah. scene in New York and everything. Yeah, Paris is burning. Yeah, Paris is burning. Mm-hmm. Showed some clips. Yeah. And um, I talked a lot about how, in the beginning, there were bio queens. There were cis women doing drag. There mm. were trans women doing drag. Trans mm. men doing drag. Everyone, anyone could do drag. Yeah. Um, oh. And I was like, I, I, I knew this, and then I really it really hit me. Oh, I could do drag, too, if I wanted to. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I just decided for Pride this year. It's my sixth Pride. I'm going to do drag. Yes. Cool. Yes. Good for you. Hope to see you there. Thank you. Um, I've been watching a lot of Jeffree Star mm-hmm. lately because um, it's all new to me, the Jeffree mm-hmm. Star thing. I don't know why it's new to me. Everyone thinks this is bizarre <laughs> that like I didn't know about it. But I only whatever. recently started watching his videos too, their videos, too. Yeah, I there's just something about don't, him and his personality. And yeah, just like, I don't know, it's there's something just addictive. Engrossing. Um, but I guess how if you don't know Jeffrey, for listeners that don't know Jeffrey Star yeah. is a he was like a in the early 2000s he was just this like very androgynous like mm-hmm. goth kind of yeah, personality punk. and then slowly he went into he did the, music but then he went into he went into makeup, makeup and right now he's probably he's like one of the richest yeah people oh God, ever in the world really rich <laughs> he's really rich um and yeah. um but he like knows his shit as far as makeup he goes. does yeah. he does yeah. really good makeup um someone like jeffree star i was like paying a little bit of attention um identifies I guess as a he says he but mm-hmm. if someone were to say she or like he says he's not phased by it like you can call me whatever yeah, you yeah. want he's like you can call me like an alien yeah you could say alien she yeah. he whatever yeah, yeah. um but I guess if it had to be on paper he's a gay man mm-hmm. yeah um who is in I guess femware all day right mm-hmm. like makeup wigs yeah. and all that mm-hmm. um how does he fit into your community or does he at all or because it's that whole it's mm-hmm. the it's the uh, performance identity uh, versus expression yeah, yeah like that's where I was watching him and I was like wow this is really interesting how would I don't know how, how to, yeah, talk yeah. to me. I don't know. Um, and explain identity yeah. versus expression. Yeah. Cause you're so, I love the way you talk about things because you talk about it on this very, um, it's beyond like you're educated. It's all, Academic. it's, it's scholarly. It's, it's almost like I just got, I just got my master's in English. Um, <laughs> one of my, one of my classes, listen, it's always there. about me. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but I took a queer lit class mm-hmm. and like my professor was gay and he threw so much literary theory at me. 
and like queer theory at me that uh, like blew my mind. And you use so much of the words that he uses. So you're 20 and you're way beyond your years when it comes to vocabulary. Um, so I just think that's amazing. So can Thank you talk you. to me about that? Identity um, expression. So identity to explain it would be like, <clears throat> I identify as he, him, his identifies male. Tony identifies as male. You identify as female. Yes. Um, expression is clothes, makeup, hair, appearance, mannerisms, voice, and all of that. Okay. Um, so most of the time I have a masculine expression. Like I don't, I don't always wear nail polish. I don't do my makeup every day. Occasionally I'll show out and do all that. Okay. Um, I don't really wear skirts though. So 75% masculine expression, Mm -hmm. I'd say. Okay. Um, I'd say Tony would have a very masculine expression. You have a very feminine expression. Um, I know some trans women who have more masculine expressions that have like a short bob that like only really wear pants. You'd say a butch lesbian would have a more masculine expression, even though they identify as um, female. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and Jeffrey Starr has a very androgynous expression, mm-hmm. I would say, because um, he wears like those Adidas tracksuits, yeah. right. which you'd say were more masculine, but always has acrylics. Always full face beat, the long no, hair, like the no eyebrows, the no eyebrow, the yeah. long hair. It's it's an extremely androgynous form of expression, which okay. is very cool. But yeah. um, like like um, I've seen a lot more of like people blurring the lines between expression, like um, cis men doing makeup or like um, cis women wearing. Well, like obviously, women have been wearing pants for like dozens of years, <laughs> but I mean like full suits <laughs> and yeah. like just full yeah. on masculine. Billie Eilish. Yeah, and her form of style is a masculine form of expression. Yes, um, good. Yeah, that's a good point. Is yeah. there any of that? I don't know why this will. I don't know. Is there any of that that peeves gets under your skin? Yeah. as far as that, because um, you're trying to identify. I mean, you are identifying as a male, mm-hmm. and you have you know come through your journey doing whatever you need to do to identify as a male because Mm -hmm. you'll get backlash like so i was thinking about how you know you were you started off by saying i I hated barbies and i didn't know why and you know Mm -hmm. and then now you finally found this freedom to be who you really are and so you can paint your nails you can do Mm -hmm. your makeup and i think that's beautiful but i think people might say might give you backlash for that. Yeah. Like, oh, but you just told me you wanted to be a dude. So yeah. now here you're a dude painting your nails, doing makeup. Now what yeah. am I supposed to do with it? Like, how do you deal with that kind of stuff? And then I guess even does anything about like a Jeffree Star kind of person? Yeah, like when people you, when people or? are experimenting that much with their genders, knowing that for you it was a very serious thing. Mm-hmm. Does any of that like ever get under your skin? Um, it did when, when I was in high school, just because I was so bitter that I didn't know what my expression was or what form of expressions I could use Mm. or what my own, I, I knew what my core identity was, Mm. but I just didn't, I didn't have a personality to be honest. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, so I would get really frustrated when I saw people who would experiment with um gender expression not that with identity but with expression yeah um mm. just and be, just because i knew that they were secure in what they were experimenting with yeah. and i wasn't um mm. but then um eventually i realized like when i first realized that like i wasn't a girl um and i was like why do i hate barbies why do i hate pink why do i hate dresses 
and it was because people said they were meant for girls and I wasn't a girl. So mm. I didn't actually hate the Barbies. I didn't hate the dresses. I didn't hate the pink. I hated the fact that people were giving to them to me because they said I was a girl. Got it. And so like after years and years of like being out, meeting other trans people, doing a lot of self-evaluation, I've been able to reach the point that like none of that is meant. It's even like to a feminist point where people are like um, pink isn't only for girls it's not blue isn't only for boys Mm -hmm. like what is this split there um like even to that point realizing all of that it's like i don't hate the color pink anymore i'm wearing some pink on my shirt yeah yeah you would have never caught me wearing any shred of pink right (laughs) um when i was in middle school or high school i don't hate pink i think barbies are mad cute i'm gonna be wearing a dress to pride (laughs) yeah so like yeah, yeah um it's I was I was very mad that people were giving it to me because it was a girl's thing. I wasn't mm. actually mad at the um the fact that I was playing with something feminine, yeah. so to speak. And so like lately, it's been more in the past two years that I've been like experimenting more with my own expression. Yeah. yeah. Um and I I get really happy actually when I see people messing around with their own expression. Okay. Because cool. it makes me know that they feel safe enough that they can do that. And that they feel cool. secure enough yeah. in their own identity that they can do that. Good. Which means that things are getting better because five years ago you would not have seen. You're you, right. Yeah. You would not seen half of this. You're right. And um, I, I have gotten some backlash um, from painting my nails and makeup. Not too much just because my mom became such a like aggressively protective mother <laughs> that like my family does not say much like very few of my family members have actually addressed the fact that i'm trans yeah. mm-hmm. they just all knew at one point and never talked about yeah. it and they just <laughs> call me michael now um yeah. i think because my mom probably threatened them or something all right which, good for mom that's mama, one way to do mama it bears. Yeah. yeah mama bears but um occasionally like um like people will be like why are you painting your nails and i know that underneath that is the question like Weren't I you thought you wanted to be a guy? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because I was so tomboyish before I came out. I didn't want to yeah. paint my nails. I didn't want to do makeup. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do my hair. I never brushed my hair. Well, it's evolution. Yeah, yeah right? it's evolution, and it's me being like I, I explained it to my little cousins because I have these two cousins who are toddlers. They come over a lot, and they would see me painting my nails, and like they they absorb, so they don't know anything. So I don't get mad at them when they say things. And um, my little cousin Daniel, who's four years old, I think. Um, <laughs> he he would say, like, why are you painting your nails? Like, that's for girls. Hmm. And I was like, no, it's not. He was like, yeah, it is. And I was like, who said that? And he was like, <laughs> he was really taken mm. back. He was like, oh, my God. And then his sister yeah. was like, yeah, that's right. She was like, you're so dumb. Like, yeah, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Just, but that's so like, yeah. brilliant to, like, and, you know, I hope, I hope I can and will have children one day, and I hope I can learn from you and from people who see the world the way you do because I can impart that on on the next generation so that you know if you have children my children will be good to yours and they Mm -hmm. won't say to you know and yours will be good to mine and you know they won't say to your children something about you or your makeup or your journey or you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I I hope that the whole that ingrained like but boys do this Mm -hmm. and but girls do that I hope Mm -hmm. I'll never be able to stop that because yes, they take what they learn at home, but once they're out there, there's nothing I can do. And you were saying how like everything in the media is like guy and girl, guy and girl, Mm -hmm. guy and girl. And it's just like this, what is masculine? What is feminine? What is gay? What is straight? And it's like, everything is so, so strict. I think like one of the first like 
really big like conversations about someone playing with expression rather than their identity in terms of celebrities where um shiloh um i think it's angelina jolie's yeah, child, yeah, yeah. Angelina oh, okay. child the bradgelina's um baby <laughs> shiloh where shiloh was just like <clears throat> i want you shiloh, to call me a boy shiloh was uh cis female yeah yeah what, what was cis female and was like i want you to call me a boy extremely young age mm. and was just like i'm a boy i want to wear these clothes and they were just like, okay, like, like it's fine, do what you want. And oh my <clears> God, there was like huge debate about that where people were like, you can't just let a kid do that. Mm-hmm. Like, what if they regret it? And yeah. it was like, they can change their mind. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Si- yeah, what since is I'm letting regret? them experiment, that means I'm also going to let them change their mind if they want to. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask you about that because that is a, like a huge debate. Yeah. You know, is don't push your kids to be this. Don't push your kids to be that. They're too young to know who they are. Yeah. But I feel like it seems that, I mean, I I feel like comparing like trans and gay can sometimes be like apples and oranges. You know what I mean? But I feel like even from your experience, it, it is this thing that, you know, like very young that you are meant to be the opposite gender Mm -hmm. when, like sexuality it's a little bit more complex where it's like uh i don't know i feel like it maybe takes a little bit more time you know yeah because like you don't know what attraction really feels like to other people Mm. yeah yeah. you can't be like oh i feel like this way towards men it's like but what if other people feel this way towards men but that's just how everyone is and Mm. and the sexuality and what you're attracted to kind of comes with like puberty yeah but does does like transgender does that come with puberty as well or do you kind of know before puberty that you are ident- you sh- you yeah. you are not in the right like gender yeah it's different for a lot of people depending on if they know the terminology yeah um or if they're just depending on how deeply in the closet they are i i i learned i kind of early because i was 8 but there's also a lot of people who like from the beginning they're just mm-hmm. like as soon as they can talk they're like no and that's because they're at a point where like their parents make it a point to tell them that it's okay that they can do whatever they mm-hmm. want yeah. which is extremely important in development with that's kids, kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's so important to yeah. just say that whatever yeah. whatever you are and whatever you choose to be we accept you that's like such an important thing i think to say yeah. um to your children yeah and um it's like um, I feel like a lot of people when they say that that like you can't just make your kids do this like what if they regret it later on like you're ruining their lives like they think that as soon as the kid comes out as trans that they're performing every single medical procedure in the world in that day yeah. Yeah. and it's like no like they probably won't even put the kid on hormones because like when you're under 18 you need the permission of a parent mm-hmm. you need signed permission and two hormone blockers exist where it just like stops puberty Mm. So that they don't have to go on hormones, but it just blocks their hormones. So they don't have to deal with like extreme um, insecurity and dysphoria with their body. But that's completely reversible. Yeah. Mm. And their expression is something that's completely reversible. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So it's something that like, even if a kid came out at a very young age, because there are some people that play around with it and eventually realize... Um, I didn't, I wasn't completely like 100% on that. Oh my God. How many times do I like try something out and I'm like, nope, didn't like that. Didn't like that outfit, you know, like, and that's, that's normal. Like, oh, that friggin' eyeliner didn't work for me today. Like I just, when it's expression and I'm, I love that you gave me this term now that I can use, but like expression is 
whatever. It's yeah. it, it, to mean, the wind, whatever. Willow and Jaden Smith, both cis, and yeah. their expression is anything and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Although that. they did not, <laughs> this is like one of my like gay quips is that in the get down, they didn't show Jaden kiss the other boy. Oh, that drives me oh. insane. And I, I just want to know, like, ba- like Baz Luhrmann, if you're out there, <laughs> let, uh, <laughs> I just want to know because I feel like the way, like you just said, like. Jaden Smith, <laughs> completely going off topic and like bullshitting, but I don't care. But Jaden okay. Jaden Smith was so like, um, oh my god, like he was doing all those photo shoots and stuff where he was wearing like very femme outfits mm-hmm. and everything, and then he played this like kind of like closeted gay character in the Get Down, and I was so excited as that like relationship built with him and Thor, I think yeah. his name was. And then they have this huge moment. I don't know if listeners, if you watch it or not, but they have this huge moment that they're in a gay club and he's like hearing, um, you know, that song for the whole mm-hmm. Christine Aguilera is playing in the background mm-hmm. naturally. Um, but he comes like close to Thor and like the friends are like, yeah, kiss. And they get right to each other. And then they show a montage of like different body parts and people like moaning. And then it goes back to them and they're pulling away. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Huh. Um, so yeah, I just want to know if that was that had to be J- Jada not being comfortable, right? I can't imagine that. There's something about that that I just feel like that was him not being comfortable with the kiss. Could have been that. It could have been also because I know this has happened with a few Netflix series that Netflix series that have a major gay representation have been canceled. I mean, Sensei mm. one um one day at a time. I think was the name of it with the lesbian Latina girl. Mm. and oh, like yeah, as yeah. soon as she got yeah. a girlfriend the show was canceled that's right oh, that's shit. right yeah and yeah, right. sensei one of like the queerest shows mm-hmm. in I mainstream media that. i hear it's great oh, it's so good it's one of the most honest and normal representations of trans people i've ever seen yeah. oh i'm gonna watch. watch that now portrayed by an actual trans actor nice. oh my it's gosh good i want to watch that yeah. yeah um but yeah so I don't know how we got to yeah, Jaden, but you were. But yeah, it happens. Um, well, let me see if there's anything else I want to ask you. Um, is there anything? I guess as we start to kind of close up. Yeah. Um, is there anything that if there is a listener out there that falls upon our podcast mm-hmm. and might be, I mean, it's still called in the closet, right? If you're not out as trans is Mm -hmm. that considered in the the closet yeah um is there anything that you would like to say to listeners that might be kind of going through anything that you have gone through or yeah 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 right into the camera camera. (laughs) there's no rush everyone follows their own journey on their own timeline some people start very early some people start late in their life gia gunn caitlin jenner all of those folks, mm-hmm. Chaz Bono. Um, there's no rush to figure it all out as soon as possible. There's complete freedom in just expressing yourself as you figure things out. And it's important to let go of the fear that if you're wrong, you might not be able to go back because you can always go back. So mm-hmm. it's more important to be able to let yourself go and pursue what you think might be your truth than to try and rush it and create more unnecessary stress on your psyche. Mm. Mm. I love that. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, 
So what are you wearing to Pride so people can look out for you? Oh, Ooh, yeah, tell us. Because <laughs> um, I'll be looking out for you. I'm making my costume. Yes, you're making it. I'm, I'm leaving for DR in two days for a week, so I technically only have six days left. Oh, my God. Are you getting the fabric from to... DR? <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you're going? I have most of the fabric bought. It's going to be a two-piece. I still have to buy my shoes. Um, <laughs> I, I, so I bought excited. an $18 wig from my Hood Beauty Supply. Um, it's very pretty. Um, it's a, like It's going to be done because I'm cutting it. It's going to be like... Mid rib, um, yes. very wavy, big, dark roots, silver wig, because I'm dying it silver. Yes. Um, wow. It's going to be like this flary nine paneled gore skirt that goes like that because oh, I'm yes. putting interfacing on it so it's stiff. What? And it's white and glittery. Oh. And then underneath is going to be this like tulle hoop skirt with 42 ribbons of tulle that are going to be like hooped to a crochet skirt underneath yes. that's gonna have like ribbons on the end so it's very doll-like yeah it's gonna be very doll-like um taking big inspiration from Melly martinez and marina and the diamonds as the indie gay that i am <laughs> um and the i still don't know what i'm doing for the top it's gonna be white it's yeah. gonna be white that's okay. all i know okay yeah and shoes so you excited. haven't gotten them yet but do you have an idea um are we doing heels either boots not super high heels but heels because i still remember how to walk in heels um yes so not super high heels maybe three four inch um okay probably booties mm-hmm. um or like thick pumps nice um so you if you see someone with like a ra- oh because the tool is rainbow too Aww. Yeah, the tool is rainbow too. So Perfect. it's like a bunch of different colors. Rainbow tool, sparkly ribbon on the end, and a white sparkly flare skirt, and I look like a doll. That's me. Okay. And Amazing. are you walking the parade? Are you in it? Or are oh, you just no. showing up? I'm just showing up. And is mom gonna be there? No, because um, <laughs> my mom doesn't like big events. She doesn't like <laughs> and all of that. Same. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't like big events. She doesn't like that. I'm gonna be with a pack of like 10 gay women though beautiful <laughs> amazing my whole crew is just gay women yes. i would love it if you would send us pictures videos course, yeah. and we can share with the listeners yeah. how beautiful you totally. look on, oh on that day yeah of course yeah i would love yeah. that i'll definitely send you guys pics up yeah and hopefully pics. we meet up and we'll do yeah. we'll yeah. do some selfies yeah because we're promoting we'll gay and his gal there so yeah. we'll yeah. be all podcasted out yeah totes with our shirts <laughs> so we just got our shirts in for those of you that ordered and they're stiff it's, <laughs> i think they're made out of like canvas <laughs> they're made out of cardboard so um enjoy i wouldn't say they're the most breathable shirts <laughs> well um, we're trying yeah but well, thank you yeah. so much, Thank Michael. you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This oh, we adore you. one of my... You're the best. ...favorite episodes. Just oh, because yeah, same. I think it's... Listen, I think it's super, super important. And I and I thank you for being so open because yeah. I know that thank not you. everybody can be or wants to be. Mm-hmm. So I thank you for being so open because I always said, even as a gay man, like, I feel like people, you know, are sometimes scared to ask, like, what was your coming out or like yeah. what... Yeah, I'm like, yo, like I will tell you every little bit of like what I went through, how it felt, because I feel like we owe it to the rest of our community and the younger generations that might be going through, you know, a plethora of different things to, um, you know, give representation, to talk about this, to, to make it as, um, I, I don't know, to put it as out there as we can yeah. mm-hmm. so that, um, yeah, it just becomes... You know, I kept on throwing around the term like n- normal last yeah. in the last mm-hmm. episode because I was saying how when I was in the closet, I felt like I wasn't normal, you know, and that's why I stayed in the closet. But all of this needs to become a norm 
mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's baby steps, but it's things like this where we talk openly and we don't shy away from things that I think is going to be the key to finding our norm, right. you know, the new normal, the new, the new, the new normal, normal. normal. on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. An actual show I wish wasn't canceled. Yeah, for real. Oh, yeah. oh boy. All right. Well, thank you, Michael. Thank, thank you. So Thanks, guys. Thanks Love for listening. You. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of A Gay and His Gal. If you like listening to us and you want to keep listening to us, please rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, and follow us on Instagram, too. Oh, yeah. Gay and His Gal is our handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love, Love you. you. Bye. Bye.